Because knowing yourself isn't just another buzzword. Knowing yourself is the first step toward becoming the empowered individual you know you can be. Your healing comes through your willingness to feel and explore and to look back, not with eyes of victimhood and blame, but with eyes intent on understanding. Are you ready to journey inward? I'm your host, Shauna Galbrand. This is Know Yourself. Hello, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I appreciate you. Wherever you are in the world, whatever time of the day or the night that it is, whatever it is you're doing, my hope is that you are healthy and happy and moving towards something that excites you. All right, well, today is the first day of spring. Woo! And it's actually pretty nice out here in uh, southern New England. I'm looking forward to longer days and warmer weather, the blooming of flowers, and the color green coming back into my life. What is it that you're looking forward to as we move into springtime? Today's episode is about a big aha moment that I had this week. Now, perhaps you're like, well, who cares, Shauna, about your aha moment? My hope is that sharing this story will help you to know yourself better. That maybe something in my story will spark something within you in guide you in making changes that you've been wanting to make in your life. All right, so let me start by saying that my aha moment was around my skin and how I have abandoned myself. Earlier this week, I was standing there looking in the mirror and I was looking at my rosacea and how red it is and how angry it looks. And I thought to myself, why are you so angry? Like, I don't, I don't really feel any anger towards someone right now. Like, what's going on? And it hit me. Like, all I can say, it's, it was as if the universe just dropped in clarity, like dropped clarity into my body. And it was like, boom. Oh my God, I know exactly what I've been doing. So yes, I have rosacea on my cheeks. That started about five years ago. About 10 years ago, I started developing these red spots on my extremities. I went and saw a dermatologist. They did a biopsy, diagnosed me with a non-threatening form of skin cancer. When I was a kid, and even in my young adult life, I spent a great deal of time out in the sun because I didn't like my white skin. I wanted it to be tan. I was very envious of people who could tan so easy. There were moments in my childhood that I would lie out for hours with baby oil all over my skin, which reminds me, did they even make baby oil anymore? <laughs> I have no idea, but anyway, um, yeah, come back, Shauna. So I would lie there for hours and hours. And then when we moved here to this house, we got a pool. So we were, I was out all the time. These spots on my extremities, my legs and my arms 
are from, I think some of it's genetic, but they are from all of the sunburns that I received through my younger years. Now, on top of that, I have cellulite, right? So now I have spotted extremities and I have rosacea on my cheeks and I have cellulite. So it's no wonder that I've been trying to hide all this time. I have to hide everything. I stopped wearing shorts well over a decade ago. I wear long cropped pants in the summer now. Anything to hide my legs, to hide my body, to hide my cellulite, to hide, 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 Shauna. That way no one can make fun of you. In that moment of, wow, it was more like a holy shit moment. I realized that I needed to shift the dialogue within my head and the words that I spoke. In that moment, I started to apologize to my skin. I started with, I am so sorry. I have hated you and been at war with you for over 50 years. I'm so sorry. I lied out in the sun to change the color of my skin because I wasn't satisfied with the color that you were. I'm so sorry that you are angry right now at me and I want to start making it up to you. I want to love you. I want to accept you. I want to show you off. I want to feel comfortable in my skin. I have been at war hating my skin and wishing it was different for over 50 years. I'm going to be 54 next month, April 18th, in case any of you wanted to know. In these moments that I had in front of the mirror, I felt such great remorse and continued to think of the ways that I could apologize or think of the moments that I could apologize for in which I abandoned the skin. The interesting thing is, I believe we all choose our bodies. I chose to be in this body for this incarnation or for this life in physical reality. I chose this body. I chose my skin and I've been hating it for far too long. So I want to make it up to my skin. And I, I said that. I was literally in conversation with my skin and I was saying to it, I want to make it up to you. And I, I understand the ways that I have abandoned not only my skin, but myself in general. I recognized in those moments that I was in front of the mirror, the ways that I have abandoned so many different parts of me. So through the apologies, I discovered more, kept apologizing more and more. And as I discovered more and more ways that I've abandoned myself, I realized that some of them are easy fixes. And there were a few of them that I felt a lot of fear around, you know, that fear of change. How can I change this? 
And I know that I don't really need to figure out the how. I simply need to be willing. So that's what I said. I spoke to my skin, myself, my inner child, and the universe. And I said, I am willing to learn more the ways that I self-abandon so that I can change them and I can be a more full person, right? To be happy in my own skin, to be more of all that I am and to be true to myself and know myself even more deeply. So I said, I'm willing. I may have even stood there with my arms open wide, which if you could see me right now, my arms are open wide. And I said, show me the ways that I have abandoned myself so that I can stop it. Two days later, I was down here in my space and I walked up to the top of the stairs to open the door to let my dog May down. I've done this a million times. As she ran down the stairs, I turned to come back down the stairs. My foot slipped. I went airborne. Gravity took over and I landed on my stairs on the left side of my body, bounced down a few stairs, slipped onto my stomach, and then slid all the way down the rest of the stairs on my stomach. I lied there at the bottom of my stairs in the most excruciating pain. Now, I imagine some of you, if not all of you, have maybe fallen down a set of stairs. I know I have, but generally what it is, is I land on my tailbone. So I'll bounce down a few stairs on my tailbone. And I know very well the pain that is associated with that. This was different because I landed on the stairs on my left side. So I have a bruise on my upper arm, um, by my ribs, around my hip thigh area, right outside my left knee, and on the outside right above my left ankle. I have bruises up and down my body. So I was lying there at the bottom of the stairs, crying in so much pain, and all I kept thinking about was, you got to clean up. You were supposed to be taking the dog for a walk. You have clients this afternoon, and then you have that call later on this evening with your girlfriend. You have a lot to do. You got to get moving. Get up, Shauna. Get up. Start moving. So I did. After about three or four minutes, I got up, started moving around. I could barely put full weight on my left foot. I cleaned up what I was doing. And then what did I do? I went upstairs and I took the dog for a walk. I put her harness on and out the door we went. I was limping the entire way up and down the street. I remember thinking to myself, what the hell am I doing right now? Why am I out walking her? And then my thoughts went to, what the hell are my neighbors thinking? They're probably watching me and saying, what the hell is she doing out there limping down the street? I mean, these were the thoughts that were going through my head. And all the while, all I wanted to do was cry. But I forced myself to keep going. I moved through my day. I met with every single one of my clients. 
And I had my connect with my girlfriend that evening, which was great. It was a great conversation. About 8.15, I was on the couch. That was between 8.15 and 9 o'clock. Doesn't really matter the exact time. And I was tuned into my body. And all I kept hearing in my body was bed. Go to bed. So I looked at my husband and I said, I can't stay up with you tonight. I have to go to bed. My body like went through a trauma today. I have to go to bed. So I did. And I slept solidly through the whole night. In fact, he got up for work the next day and left the house. I never even heard him. He was halfway to work before I even opened my eyes. So clearly, my body needed to rest. The next day, I told you I woke up late. Well, I didn't wake up late. Generally, I wake up when he gets up. So I made my way up and I was very, very sore, but I could walk better. I, you know, I could put full weight on my foot. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting better. Let's go teach your yoga class, Shauna, and, you know, do all your things for the day, which I did. And that afternoon, I came into my practice of being with myself. What I generally do is I get out my mat and I put on some beautiful music. I get down on my mat and I bring everything onto my mat. So what do I bring onto my mat with me? I bring my feelings, my emotions, my thoughts, my current happenings, perceptions, preferences, needs, wants, ideas, desires, belief systems, challenges, celebrations, you name it. I bring everything onto my mat with me. This isn't a time for meditation to clear my mind. It is a time for me to be with all of my stuff and to be with the feelings and the emotions that surround all of it. Plus, I get to get a nice stretch in too, right? So it's a win-win for me. While there on my mat, my thoughts brought me back to the moment that I fell down the stairs. I allowed myself to go there and to go through the whole thing of how my foot slipped and and the pain and lying at the bottom of the stairs. While I was reflecting on those moments of lying at the bottom of the stairs, I noticed this little nugget of emotion or sensation in my body. And I thought, hmm, what's that? Let me go back to that and explore that a little bit. In that fleeting moment of feeling and emotion, a whole lot opened up for me. And that is part of what I want to share with you right now. So um, on top of that, I've neglected to mention that in that little moment of lying at the bottom of the stairs, and it wasn't, it was a few minutes, I was sensing my grandmother, my mother's mother, Nana Balcomino. I was sensing her, not that she was there, but my reflections brought me to her energy. So I thought to myself, well, that's interesting. Why am I thinking about my grandmother? Let me bring in that too. Let me allow myself to be with that and see where all of this takes me. So these are, what I'm about to share with you is what I discovered in that moment, in practice of being with myself. And I want to add in, my husband and I were discussing this this morning, and he helped me to recognize more, which was even just, it was more fabulous. So lying at the bottom of the stairs, 
unconscious to what it was that I was actually experiencing and feeling and thinking took it the next day for me to come to this. This is what I came up with. It serves me right. I'm fine. I must have been doing something wrong. It was my fault. See, Shauna, God's punishing you. I'm probably going to be in trouble for this. I have to hurry up and get up. I'm fine. Shauna, you're okay. You'll be fine. It's okay. You're fine. Like, you're fine. Just kept going through my head over and over and over and over. Get up. You can't give this, you can't give too much time to this. You have things to do. You have responsibilities. Suck it up. Get up. You're fine. There's no time to feel the pain. And there's certainly no time for nurturing because you have shit to do. What's more important? You have the dog to walk. You got to make sure that she's taken care of. And you got clients today and you have your call tonight. What's more important right now? Get up, move through it, and that's it. So those are the beliefs and the thoughts and the words that came to me the next day of when I was lying at the bottom of the stairs in tears and intense pain. In that moment, my abandonment wound was present. There it was. I abandoned myself. Now, this isn't the first time that this has happened. I used to work at the Cambridge Hospital. I was there for almost 30 years, and I worked Monday through Friday. One morning, it was during the winter because it was either sleeting or freezing rain the night before. Grabbed my backpack, threw it over my right shoulder, headed out the door at quarter five in the morning like I always did, still dark outside, and I knew it was icy. So I was holding on to the railing, but it didn't matter. My foot slipped, and I don't know how I did this, but I went down three stairs, not really touching the stairs, but landed on my right knee on the walkway at the bottom of the stairs. And I just wanted to cry. And I wanted someone to come rescue me, but everybody was asleep upstairs in the house. Now I thought for a split second, go back inside, call in sick, and get back into bed, take care of yourself. But yet that, oh no, I need to accomplish, and I have a great track record Like, I don't want any manager calling me into her office to tell me that I've been calling in sick too much. You know, I pride myself in getting down there. So I stood up and hopped or hobbled, limped my way to my car, drove to work and worked an eight-hour shift. When I think back on that now, woo, I really got to bring in some self-forgiveness for that one. So... This has happened before, and here it was again. Now, let me come back. In all of this awareness, right? So my grandmother was there, and what I noticed was, and I'm going to say this in the most loving way, but dysfunction, dysfunctional thinking through the generations of females in my family, that my health, My needs, my feelings, my emotions, my hurts, those are secondary to everybody else. And I know that maybe as the collective women, we might 
have this, but that's a whole that's another that's another conversation. So I think she was there as a way for me to go back and say, yeah, these thoughts, these beliefs, they're not yours. They were taught to you when you were a child and you're still carrying them around with you. Clearly, I was still carrying them around with me because I got up and I moved on with my day. In all of this awareness, I could see so clearly, and I can kind of laugh about it now, but I could see so clearly how my request or my willingness to understand how I self-abandoned, remember I said that, I said it to my inner child, my, my whole being, my skin, the universe, I said, I'm willing to understand how I self-abandoned so I can stop it. And here it was, my request to be shown the way was answered. And it came in the form of me falling down my stairs. That's what it took to finally wake me up. So earlier in the week, I had the epiphany. I had the aha moment. Great. Now I'm ready. Like, show me. And then I fell down my stairs and totally, 100%, completely abandoned myself. Let me talk about abandonment for a minute. Abandonment issues are rooted in not having emotional or physical needs met as a child. Okay, let me repeat that. Abandonment issues are rooted in not having emotional or physical needs met as a child. This has caused me, I'm going to speak for myself right now, this has caused me to feel unworthy and unlovable. I feel unworthy of self-nurturing and self-compassion. Some of the ways or examples on how we as women abandon ourselves is um, the following. I'm going to just read these off. Not speaking up for yourself. Codependent relationships. Addictions. Suppressing your feelings not honoring your needs, self-criticism and judgment, perfectionism and control, hiding parts of yourself, people-pleasing, not trusting your instincts. So these are ways or examples that we self-sabotage. Did any of those ring a bell for you? Did you notice any of them? Did any particular one jump out? at you? I know it did for me. Self-abandonment was my way of trying to cope with unhealthy or dysfunctional family dynamics. So that's what I did when I was a kid and I'm still doing it today because we tend to repeat the same sort of patterns of behavior as adults. So just like most of us, because I believe we all have a wounded child, I let my true self go into hiding, and I've been in hiding ever since. I've been doing inner child work, right? And I know that the child goes into hiding. But what I wasn't understanding that I finally get is that my child is speaking to me through my skin. She's angry. My skin is angry. My skin is part of me. It's her skin. 
this is the skin that I've had. Well, most of it. I mean, I think I burned a lot of it off since I was born, right? This is my skin. This is my temple. This is my body. Like, I get it now. I finally get it. And when you get it, you get it. And there's no ungetting it. I learned to suppress my needs and my emotions. I believed that my worth was dependent on how much I accomplish or do. And that was the case for when I was lying at the bottom of the stairs after experiencing a physical trauma. I, in that moment, unconsciously, I wasn't aware of it, believed that I needed, my, my worth was dependent on how much I accomplished, right? So I knew I had clients and I had to take care of the dog and I had that call with my friend. I couldn't disappoint them. The thought of, well, I can't cancel because then they'll be upset. And I don't want to upset anyone, especially my clients, because if I upset my clients, then maybe they won't want to continue to work with me. If I upset my girlfriend for canceling because I fell, she's going to be mad. Like, it, she probably won't want to reschedule with me. These are the thoughts that move so quickly through my head. And it took that moment, the next day of being still, of being in my body to recognize all of this. Abandoning myself in childhood may have been necessary. In fact, it was necessary, but it is not helpful anymore. As an adult, I haven't known how to be here for myself because no one was truly there for me emotionally when I was a child. Let me say right now that I am not saying that from a place of victimhood and blame. Okay, my parents, just like their parents before and their parents before, were doing the best that they could with the knowledge and understanding they had at the time. So this is not about blame. We all have a wounded child. This is about understanding. And the only way that I can find true understanding and know more about myself and change some of the things that I want to change is to look back at my childhood, but to look back with eyes intent on understanding. So with all of this said, all of this awareness, I've set some intentions for myself and I've made some promises to myself and my body, my skin, my inner child that I would like to share with you now. And I want to share with you ways that not only I can stop abandoning myself, but you can stop abandoning yourself as well. If that's something that you want to do, if that's part of your path right now. I have promised myself and I have set the intention to cultivate a more loving and forgiving relationship with myself. Now, the thing of it is, is I use this language a lot when I'm talking to my friends, when I'm talking to clients. On my defense, I didn't quite get it, but now I do. I intend to continue to cultivate a more loving 
and forgiving and compassionate and nurturing relationship with myself. I am going to stop abandoning myself and start creating or continue to deepen that relationship with myself. So how am I going to do this? I'm going to share with you. And these are ways that you can be more of all that you are. Ways that you can be in deeper connection with yourself. So these are the ways. We can allow ourselves to have feelings and needs, right? To acknowledge, I am having a feeling right now. I have a need right now. We can allow ourselves to feel and to process emotions. That can be a tough one, but that's what I do in my practice of being with myself. I allow myself to feel and process stuff. We can allow ourselves to be creative, unique, maybe even quirky. We can treat ourselves with compassion. We can stand up for ourselves and speak our truths. We can set boundaries. And we can release fear-based beliefs. These are all ways that we can stop abandoning ourselves. These are ways that I choose to stop abandoning myself. Just this allowing myself to have a need and then treating myself with compassion, that is exactly what I needed when I was lying at the bottom of the stairs. And if I was in practice of never abandoning myself, if I, which I'm going to going forward because I have the awareness now, I would have got up and reached out to all of my clients and canceled. I would have reached out to my girlfriend and canceled. And I most likely maybe would have just taken May out back and let her sniff out, you know, beyond the fence and let her do her business out there. And then I would have spent the rest of the day in my needs. I would have spent the rest of the day loving and nurturing and offering myself so much compassion because my body went through a physical trauma and I did not give it the attention that it deserved. I've been apologizing repeatedly over the past two days and I have been very, very aware and looking for ways that I can not abandon myself, ways that I can be fully with myself and know myself better. All right, so this is my story this week. I hope, my hope is that something that I shared will help you to come to your own awarenesses of the way that you've been abandoning yourself and that maybe maybe you're willing now to learn a little bit more of how you actually do that so that you too can stop doing it. Be in relationship with yourself 
first. Recognize your needs, your feelings, your emotions. Be creative. Be unique. Be quirky. Treat yourself with the utmost love and compassion. Stand up for yourself. Speak your truth. Set your boundaries. And do your best to release any or dissolve. I'm going to use dissolve instead. Dissolve any fear-based beliefs that someone gave you most likely in your childhood that you're still carrying around with you. I know that all of the things that prevented me from truly being true to myself and being with myself were things that were taught to me through generations when I was a kid. These are not my beliefs. They are somebody else's. And I choose to dissolve them within myself because they are not serving me anymore. The most important relationship you have is with yourself. So be in relationship with yourself first. Know yourself. <laughs>